TubeCityOnline.com, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a weekly series of interviews with people making news around the McKeesport area. Produced by Tube City Community Media Incorporated, a nonprofit corporation. I'm Jason Toger, the executive director. On this show, we talk one-on-one with elected officials, community leaders, and others who are trying to make a difference in the Monoc area. And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. And good morning and welcome once again to Radio 81 WEDO 1550 WZUM, the heart and soul of Pittsburgh and TubeCityOnline.com. Lots of people have gone to the White House as visitors, as tourists, but uh, our guest this morning was at the White House last Wednesday, I believe it was, uh, to talk about some work that's being done right here in the Mon Valley in the Woodland Hills School District. Our guest this morning on Two Rivers 30 Minutes is Leisha Lentz. She is, am I pronouncing that correctly, Leisha? Yes, you are. Uh, she is the curriculum coordinator for the Woodland Hills School District. Good morning, Leisha. Good morning. Good morning, Jason. How are you? I'm very good. Um, tell us, first of all, very quickly, and then we'll sort of do a little bit of the background. Uh, the, it was July 22nd that you were uh, invited to the White House? Yes, it was. Okay, and, and who all went from Woodland Hill School District? Uh, myself attended along with um, Alan Johnson, our superintendent, and Lori McDowell, who is an instructional coach in our intermediate building, who was a 15-year uh, fifth-grade teacher within the district. She graduated from Churchill High School. She lives in the district, and she also has two children in the district. So she was a perfect teacher representative uh, because her passion is Woodland Hills. And, and I should acknowledge that I, I saw this on the front page of the uh, Valley Mirror. I always want to call it the free press, and then just I'm just showing my age. Uh, <laughs> I, I saw it on the front page of the Valley Mirror. Um, you were there to talk about disciplinary issues in schools. Who all? Um, who were some of the other people that were on the panel discussion with you and uh, uh, Al Johnson and um, uh, Lori McDowell? Well, there were approximately 40 school districts from across the country, um, and they were mainly the larger urban districts uh, that are familiar uh, to the nation. For example, um, L.A. Unified School District was there, who serves approximately 750,000 students. Um, Oakland United School District, which is in the San Francisco Bay Area. Houston, Texas was there. Denver was there. Baltimore City Schools, uh, D.C. City Schools, New York City Schools, uh, Philadelphia City Schools. Uh, it was quite humbling to be yeah. in a room with that level of uh, representation. Let's. I want to ask you a little bit more detail about what the discussion was about and why Woodland Hills uh, was invited to be a, a part of this discussion. But first, tell me a little bit about yourself. Where did you grow up? I am originally from Elwood City, Pennsylvania. Oh, which, I know Elwood City. Uh, yeah, it's about an hour north, mm-hmm. and um, Coach Novak teases me because two things. One, his wife is from Elwood City, so <laughs> he says I'm the second favorite person from Elwood City, but also Elwood City, we are also the Wolverines like Woodland Hills. Oh. I literally am a Wolverine from birth, um, <laughs> and we're the only two Wolverines in the state of Pennsylvania, so I literally have come full circle uh, with my Wolverine status. <laughs> Where'd you uh, go to school at? Um High school, I went to Lincoln High School, which is in Elwood City. Uh-huh. Uh, I received my Bachelor's of Arts in Business, actually, from Washington and Jefferson College. I also played basketball there. So um, you were a Wolverine, and then you were a president, huh? Yes, I was, was actually a lady president. Okay. Thank you very little. Okay. And um, actually uh, graduated and went into sales, but I also went into coaching and thought to myself, I'm in the wrong profession because I really, my heart was in kids. Um, so I coached at Elwood City for a while. Um, and then I got my teaching certificate through Robert Morris. 
Okay. I started coaching at Aliquippa High School. Um, I was a business and computer teacher at Aliquippa High School uh, from 2003 until 2008, and um, in the interim got my uh, master's from the University of Pittsburgh along with my principal certification and my curriculum supervisor certification and threw my hat in the ring here at Woodland Hills in yeah. the summer of 2008 and have been here ever since. Um, so I'm from Wolverine to an Aliquip Equip and back to Wolverine. <laughs> so that's that's kind of been my journey. Um, I'm still in school now uh, working towards my doctorate at the University of Pittsburgh. So Very cool. Very cool. Tell us, uh, the, the radio station, well, I mean, we're on two radio stations here, um, but one of them's in McKeesport, one of them's in, in, in Braddock, and certainly the people in Braddock know what the Woodland Hills School District, but I know we get out there uh, throughout the Pittsburgh area. Tell people a little bit about the Woodland Hills School District. What, what communities, for instance, does it cover? Well, we encompass 11 boroughs, okay. which is fascinating. So we have Churchill, we have Wilkins Township, Turtle Creek, North Braddock, Braddock, Rankin, Swiss Bell, Edgewood, Chalfont, East Pittsburgh. I think that's it. Did I miss any? Forest Hills? Did you mention Forest, Forest Hills? Hills? Yeah. Yes, sir. Forest Hills as well. Yeah. And, and how many schools in the district? Well, uh, that's interesting. We recently reconsolidated, mm -hmm. so we will have um, six schools in the school district. We did have nine last year. And uh, the the high school is up on uh, off of Greensburg Pike there in yeah, Churchill. The high school is up on the pike. Uh, yeah. We will have two K to three elementary schools, one at um, Edgewood and one at Wilkins, and we will have a four through six intermediate center, which is housed at the old junior high school um, on top of the hill there in Swissville. We will also have the Woodland Hills Academy, which is the newly remodeled old Turtle Creek High School. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then we also have our Rankin Promise program, which is um, an alternative education program, and that's housed in the old Rankin building. So we are still represented in, in the boroughs that we, we were prior uh, to our uh, consolidation. And just to note, the high school will now become a 7 through 12 campus. And the, the administration center has recently moved down to the old Ben Fairless Elementary School in yes. North Braddock. We are so excited to be here at Fairless. Um, it is a much nicer building. Um, we have all the administrative staff together, um, and it just proves that cohesiveness and that teamwork that we have is, um, is real special, so we're glad. Roughly how many students do, do you have in the, in the district? We serve approximately 4,000 students that come to the Woodland Hill School District. That's a very healthy number, and what kind of struck me, you were describing, we were talking about uh, the visit to the White House and how you, you said you felt a little bit intimidated by all these uh, uh, other, some of these other school districts, Oakland and, and Harrisburg and Philadelphia and so forth. But it seems to me that the Woodland Hill School District is kind of like um, Pittsburgh or Allegheny County in microcosm. You have some very almost rural areas like Wilkins Township, mm -hmm. and then you have very urban uh, areas, and in between you've got a, a mix of suburban and, and, and working class and middle class and, and people who are maybe struggling a little bit. Um, you, you, you have quite a mix of, of communities and quite a mix of population in, the, in this district. Yes, and that's what makes Woodland Hills so great. Uh, we often say diversity is our strength. Yeah. And for those people that don't know or don't remember, um, Woodland Hills was the last federal court ordered merger in the country uh, because there were disparities in educational resources for children in Braddock as opposed to children in Churchill. So um, Judge Weber made oh, yeah. a decision in 1981, and the Woodland Hill School District was formed. Um, there was a lot of controversy around it. Um, there was a lot of resistance around it, but he saw that he needed to do what was best for all kids. Um, and 1987-88, uh, they went down to one high school, and that's when the Woodland Hills High School um, started. So uh, it's a relatively, if you want to say, new district, but we are we are proud of our past and, and what makes up this district and, and really poised for the future. So we're excited about 
what lies ahead for this school district. Leisha Lentz is the curriculum coordinator for the Woodland Hills School District, along with the superintendent of schools, Al Johnson, and Lori McDonald, who's an instructional coach in the district. They were recently invited to the White House to talk about some changes that Woodland Hills School District has made in their disciplinary policy. We're going to take a quick 60-second break. When we come back, we're going to ask about some of the details of those changes, Alicia, uh, and I'm also going to ask what are some of the disciplinary problems that a school district the size of Woodland Hills can face, okay? Sounds good to me. Let's take a quick break. We'll be back in 60 seconds here on Radio 81 WEDO, 1550 WZUM, the heart and soul of Pittsburgh, and TubeCityOnline.com. Support for this broadcast comes in part from the McKeesport Hospital Foundation. Since 1976, the foundation has addressed key concerns that affect our good health, as well as our education, social needs, recreation, safety, and security. The foundation partners with UPMC McKeesport and other agencies to eliminate barriers to all services for all residents of the Mon Valley. Visit mckhospitalfoundation.com or call 412-664-2590. You're listening to Two Rivers, 30 Minutes, a production of Tube City Community Media, Incorporated. If you've got an idea for someone who you'd like us to interview or a question or comment, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. And we're back on Two Rivers 30 Minutes. Our guest this morning is Leisha Lentz. She is the curriculum coordinator for the Woodland Hills School District. Uh, They are online at whsd.net. Is that correct? Yes. And the general information line, uh, the administrative office for the district is 412-731-1300. Woodland Hill School District uh, covers, as, as probably a lot of our listeners know, um, over from the Edgewood in the north all the way through down to Turtle Creek and Wilkins Township uh, in the south and east. It sort of goes from the Pittsburgh City line or the Wilkinsburg line uh, all the way out to the Monroeville line. So there's a lot, big chunk of the Mon Valley that uh, is served by the Woodland Hill School District. What does a curriculum coordinator do? I should have asked that question maybe first, huh? Coordinates the curriculum, right? Get back to you on that. I'm not sure. Um, No, uh, all jokes aside, um, I work under Norm Catalano, who is the director of curriculum, Mm -hmm. actually a Mon Valley uh, person himself. He lives over in Steel Valley in Munhall. But he is the director of curriculum and federal programs, and I am the first time that he's had any kind of help in the curriculum office. Norm started in the district as a principal at Rankin, um, and he's been in curriculum for, I believe, 15 years or so. So him and I work closely together, making sure that all of our content and curriculum is aligned to the new Common Core standards, make sure teachers have all the latest resources uh, that are out from the Department of Education, both state and federal level, um, and just be those resources also for principals, uh, kind of make sure that their t- professional development is aligned to what we want to do here in the um, curriculum office. But also this year was kind of unique because we had this plan for excellence, our reorganization of the school district, yep. and it was a whole executive team approach. So Norm and I, along with Mr. Johnson and, uh, and all of our other administrators, were kind of doing community meetings, planning for this school year, um, along with the code of conduct and things like that. So it became curriculum was our foundation, and then we got uh, many other hats to do. But, you know, working collectively um, as a team has really proved to be beneficial for this district. So it's really exciting. So I do do curriculum things and professional development and instructional um, 
opportunities with teachers and yeah. principals, uh, and then also anything else that comes our way that we know we can handle. So it's 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 pretty fun over here and exciting at Woodland Hills, and I'm happy to be here. There's a lot of interesting things happening in our local school districts. We had uh, a couple weeks ago, we had the uh, uh, pre-kindergarten and uh, kindergarten coordinator for the McKeesport School District on the show. We've, we've talked to people from Sarah Catholic High School here on the show, and there's there's more going on um, than than meets the eye. It's, it's not just, you know, the kids get on the school bus and they go away and, and good things are happening in the schools in the Mon Valley. Uh, July 22nd, uh, Leisha was one of, you said, about 40 educators, uh, along with uh, the Woodland Hills School Superintendent Al Johnson and Lori McDowell from the Woodland Hills School District, who uh, were invited to the White House to talk about uh, strategies for dealing with school discipline problems. What are some of the kinds of discipline problems that schools face? We have a lot of uh, suspensions. We have a high mm-hmm. number of suspensions, particularly with African-American students okay. um, and particularly with African-American boys. Um, the disproportionality between um, suspensions of white and black students is becoming an issue. And this is just not only an issue in Woodland Hills, but it's an issue across the country, which prompted the um, Rethink School Discipline uh, conference that we went to at the White House. This is a problem nationally, um, and it needs to be addressed. And here at Woodland Hills, we discovered uh, by digging into our data from the last three to four school years that we had a very, very high disproportionality of suspension rates and suspension as a whole. Um, in the 2011-2012 school year, our students, K-12, missed over 4,000 days of instruction. So wow. they were suspended out of school. Uh, which directly affects our achievement, sure. which directs, directly affects kind of like the perception that is there of Woodland Hills and other urban districts within the Mon Valley and Allegheny County. So when we looked at that discipline data, we knew we had to do something. Uh, we had an antiquated code of conduct that kind of strapped principals um, on how they can, you know, I hate to say punish students, yeah. the reactive measures that we had. Um, one of the things that was we had two levels. It was very, very black and white. You know, in in education, we operate in shades of gray. So uh, we knew and we recognized we had a problem. And I think that's what kind of set us apart is our transparency. We're not going to run from our mistakes. We're not going to run from the problems we have. We're going to make sure that we provide interventions and resources that our students need. And it's all of our students. Um, You know, the high disproportionality between African-American students is startling, and it is a problem. But we redid the code, and we went through the process making sure that we kept all students in mind. Because as you said earlier, we have a very, very, very diverse yeah. population of students. But that's what makes Woodland Hills great, because at the end of the day, our kids are awesome, all of our kids. And they get along, and they don't see the racial and poverty lines that other C within the district. So it's really exciting. And the other part with this code of conduct is we had a student voice. And a mm-hmm. lot at the White House and a lot what experts were saying is make sure you have that student voice whenever you're making great changes in the district because kids are very open, they're very honest, and they want to be heard. So that is something that we took a great deal of passion with is because we're servants to these children at uh-huh. the end of the day. And we need to make sure that their needs are being met. So um, at the White House, it was it was an awesome experience, but it was also very humbling because to get together in a room with educators that have the same passion that you do really kind of reinforces that what you're doing is what needs to be done. Just to be clear, and the, pre- the so president was not there, right? No, POTUS wasn't there. Oh, well. But we, you know, the people that were there were a lot of his um, executive advisors, yeah. and then the day wrapped up 
with um, Attorney General Loretta Lynch speaking to us. And it was at that point that I turned to Lori McDowell. She was sitting beside me, and I'm like, oh, my God, we're at the White House. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah, sure. because she yeah. came in with her Secret Service, and, 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 and like, you kind of sat up a little straighter, you know? And it was like, oh, my God, we're at the White House. She, and, and Loretta Lynch thanked us as educators. She mm-hmm. said, thank you for doing the things that you're doing. Thank you for, for coming to the White House. Thank you for keeping the needs of our kids in mind. And that, to me, I was like, wow. And, and that's when I realized that we need to keep this moving here at Woodland Hills, and we really do need to do what's right for kids and then also share what we're doing with other school districts, especially in the Mon Valley. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, these are all of our kids. Even it goes beyond our district lines. Oh, sure. And, and we do have good relationships with other schools that border us because we have to. Even the ones so, that play you in football? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Alicia Lentz is our, is our guest this morning. Uh, she is the curriculum coordinator in the Woodland Hills School District. Their website, whsd.net, and their general uh, information line at the administration office is 412-731-1300. Um, in, in another lifetime, uh, I was working for a major metropolitan newspaper, and I used to attend the school board meetings uh, at Woodland Hills. And you, you touched on a couple of things there, and, and one of them is your parents um, are very involved in the school district up there. They were very passionate. And um, I was always impressed with how many parents, because I used to go to a couple of different school boards, and how many parents would come to the school board meetings in Woodland Hills, and they were very passionate. They were very involved. And um, you mentioned transparency, and, and, and I wonder if that's because it's that the transparency is there because the parents are interested, and, and they come and they ask questions, and sometimes they ask hard questions, I'll bet. They do, um, but it is an asset because this school district provides – a lot of resources to all of our kids. And it's unfortunate that, you know, we had a couple rocky years in in the 2000s and we had a lot of bad press. And it takes a long time to rebuild that. For example, we were awarded in 2014 and 2015 the U.S. News and World Report bronze medal for our high school. Mm -hmm. If you say bronze medal, people do not equate that with Woodland Hills High School. But um, prior to being the curriculum coordinator, I was the assistant principal at the high school for six years. And we were able to turn that building around yeah. and make it a true high school where kids can come and learn. And it was funny. I was talking with um, the high school principal, Kevin Murray, yesterday. We were at a workshop, and we talked about the group of kids we had in '09 and and 2010 that helped us turn that school around. And that's when we really knew that, you know, we gave – the school back to the kids and now they're taking ownership of it because they don't want negativity because they know how great it is so to see the kids respond to what we're doing is very gratifying because they're at uh, they're at a premier high school and i say that with all integrity and all honesty and i've i've been around education it's my 15th year that truly is an elite high school and i will compare our our um a curriculum, I will compare AP classes with any other school district in Allegheny County um, because that's how good we are. And our job is to make sure people know that. Our parents know how good we are. And that's why they come and that's why they support the school because they know the access that their kids have. And with the code of conduct, what we were finding was we had five elementary schools and the discipline was disproportionate with the schools as well. Because there were shared resources. There were assistant principals that were shared between two buildings. Okay. There were social workers that were shared. They, there were um, 
RTII behavior interventionists that they were shared. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of sharing of resources that wasn't helping all of our kids and and, if, and essentially wasn't helping our parents. Uh, let's take another 60-second break here. Our guest this morning is Alicia Lentz. She is the curriculum coordinator for the Woodland Hills School District. We're talking about the recent panel discussion she was a part of at the White House with uh, educators from around the country. You're listening to Radio 81 WEDO, 1550 WZUM, the heart and soul of Pittsburgh, and TubeCityOnline.com. We'll be right back. Support for this broadcast comes in part from the McKeesport Hospital Foundation, celebrating 36 years of supporting community health programs and services for you and your family. The foundation works with UPMC McKeesport as well as through the Mon River Fleet Partnerships in Braddock, Clareton, Duquesne, and McKeesport. If you would like to make a donation to the McKeesport Hospital Foundation or find out more about it, visit mckhospitalfoundation.com or call 412-664-2590. You're listening to Two Rivers, 30 Minutes. Support comes from the readers of TubeCityOnline.com and the Tube City Almanac, and we thank them for their support. If you'd like to contribute, please visit our website, call us at 412-614-9659, or email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com. And we're back here on Two Rivers 30 Minutes. Our guest this morning for a final few is Alicia Lentz. She is the curriculum coordinator for the Woodland Hills School District. They're online at whsd.net, and you can also call them at 412-731-1300, the Woodland Hills School District. You said, uh, I believe it's 11 boroughs in one township, correct? Yes. Okay, Twelve. I think it's 12 communities all, all together, stretching from the Pittsburgh uh, border out to Monroeville and then uh, covering those Mon Valley communities of Braddock, North Braddock, Rankin, Swissvale, uh, down into East Pittsburgh, down into the Turtle Creek Valley. Um, when we took the break there, you were talking about the fact that, and I think uh, Al Johnson was quoted in the paper saying that the code of conduct in the district dated to 1983? Oh, yeah, they adopted uh, Pittsburgh Publics when they did the merger. Okay, and it just was not working anymore. When, when we took the break, you had, you had mentioned a few minutes ago that um, – one of the reasons that, that you decided that, hey, we have to do something about this is you, you, you folks looked at the data. How has collection of, of all this data, I'm assuming it's on computers, how, has that, how did that help shape this process? Um, it opened our eyes. Uh-huh. And we broke it down by building. We broke it, broke it down by grade level. We broke it down by race. And we gave it to our, our principals. We gave it to our principals first, um, actually two summers ago. Um, and it was uncomfortable because sure. people had to look internally at themselves and what what they were doing and how to rectify it. And so we got through that process, um, actually with the help of the Consortium for Public Education. They're yeah. called CPE. They're based out of McKeesport. Yep. They are an organization. They came out and they helped us kind of structure this change that we were going at, and they helped us with the data. Um, and it was, it was fascinating because everybody talks about in education, I'm going to go some buzzwords for you, sure. data-informed decision-making. Okay. And what happens is, like, teachers will look at their test scores, teachers will look at the growth of their students, and they will change their instruction based on the data that they receive, academic data for their students. At the level of administrators, we look at academic data as well, but when you're looking at discipline data, achievement data, um, and attendance data, the same framework as a teacher, you know, you need to change your instruction to meet the needs of the kids. We need to change policy okay. to the needs of the kids, and that's ultimately what we, what we did. Um, so we had a team of um, administrators, of teachers, of social workers, um, and students as well, and we went through this process. And 
initially we were like, oh, we'll have this done by the end of the school year. As we dove into it and really looked at the infractions that were, were most um, given to us by teachers in the classroom and compared to kind of test scores, we were like, there is a problem here. So it took us two years. Um, and a couple of the things that are, are really important for the code of conduct, and I think why we were invited to the White House is twofold. One, one the Children's Defense Fund and the AASA, which is the American Associ Association of School Administrators, which okay. is basically superintendents from around the country, they okay. helped us with that. They actually flew out here last spring and talk to us about what we needed to do. So with that said, we added interventions, um, and the four main things that we're gonna focus on district-wide, one is restorative justice, uh, restorative practices. Which is what, explain that. Which pretty much restorative practices is really um, being preventative, getting kids together almost in circles and talking about why they're exhibiting behavior. Um, also, if they come back from a suspension, um, maybe being in a panel in front of their peers and, and saying why, they so act this the way is, they do. You, you mentioned that, that that you tried to, and, and I'm, I hate to interrupt you. We we are going to be running out of time here in just a couple of minutes. I I you you mentioned that you you trying to refocus the kids on taking ownership and owning. You know, this is your school, this is your house, you own it, so you have to take care of it. That sounds like what you're doing with this restorative justice kind of idea. Yes. The, okay. With the restorative justice, we're also having a mentoring program. Um, it's going to start in the secondary level, 7 through 12, where we have older kids mentor younger kids. And as that program gr gr excuse me, grows, we're going to funnel that down to, you know, fourth, fifth, and sixth graders. Um, the other part of um, the code is PBIS, which is Positive Behavior Intervention Supports. That's going to be more at the classroom level to ha give teachers the tools they need to manage discipline in their classroom. And the last part, I think the most important part, and, and this is good to end with, yeah. is the idea of trauma-informed care. And trauma-informed care, you can basically equate it to PTSD that soldiers coming back have. Okay. At the end of the day, our kids, a majority of our kids in these communities, there's trauma in their lives, whether it's violence, sure. whether it's things in the home, things that have happened to them. Um, so we need to be able to look at the community and recognize the trauma that our kids are going through and then provide them with the resources that they need to get through that trauma, to change their behavior, and to make them an academic success. Because at the end of the day, we're here to make sure kids are successful. Um, well, you, you, have a, you have a lot of kids, and I don't think we're talking out of, we're not talking out of school here, no pun intended, that you know, there's, there's a lot of poverty still in, in the Mon Valley. There's a lot of us that are still struggling. Um, and these kids are, are sometimes growing up where um, mom's lost her job, dad's lost her job, um, mom's working two jobs. Uh, they maybe see a lot of decay in, in some of our communities. They see violence in our communities. And I think that's what you're talking about in terms of trauma, correct? Yes. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. And a fine, just a final uh, two minutes or so that we have. Um, tell me, uh, and, and I want to mention too, when we're talking discipline problems, we, we're not necessarily talking fighting, although of course that is a, a part of young people um, getting into misbehavior, but we can be talking about acting out in class, not doing mm -hmm. homework, um, using inappropriate language in, in, in school, that kind of thing. Exactly. Okay, so it can be it can be things that seem very minor, but I also wonder if minor things add up into bigger things later on. They do. Okay. And, and that's why we're, we're really attacking this at the classroom level, too. How can, how can parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, uh, guardians help? And, and this, I guess, would work not just in, if they live in the Woodland Hills School District, but if they're, if they're kids any school, if they think their kid is a discipline problem in school or they're getting feedback from the teacher, from the principal, hey, we're, we're having problems. How can parents, grandparents, moms, and dads help? 
I think the first thing is to be involved, be very involved and open a line of communication with teachers and administrators, but also be open-minded to the resources that we have. Um, and a lot of it will fall into the category of mental health, and there's a stigma that goes against that. Um, but okay. at the end of the day, sometimes that's what kids need, whether it's wraparound services, whether it's counseling, intense counseling. There's a lot of drug and alcohol things that are going on, especially with, with kids, you know, 8th, ninth, 10th grade that we have resources. So parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, church members, community members need to make sure that they're willing enough to open their eyes to the problems that the kids have and not kind of brush it aside and understand that any stigma is attached doesn't really matter because it's what's best for the kid. Um, so just be involved and be open and be honest. Um, and, and be a presence in that child's life. Thank you. Alicia Lentz has been our guest. She's a curriculum coordinator at Woodland Hill School District. She and uh, two other representatives of the school district, including uh, Superintendent Al Johnson, recently were invited to the White House to be part of a panel discussion about uh, questions and answers about how to deal with school disciplinary problems and some proactive steps to take. You can find out more information about the Woodland Hill School District at 412-731-1300 or by going to the website whsd.net. Alicia, thank you so much for taking some time with us this morning. Thank you so much for inviting us. And thank you all for listening to Radio 81 WEDO, 1550 WZUM, the heart and soul of Pittsburgh, and TubeCityOnline.com. So long for now. You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, copyright 2015, Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media Incorporated, WEDO Radio, 810 Incorporated, or those of AM Guys LLC, WZUM 1550. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution or find out how you can underwrite this program, please visit our website at TubeCityOnline.com and click on the donate link. You can also get a free subscription to this program and other podcasts at our website using Apple's iTunes or Stitcher.com. If you've got a question or comment, we hope you'll write to us. Our address is Tube City Community Media Incorporated, P.O. Box 94, the Keysport, PA 15134. You can email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com or call us at area code 412-614-9659. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online.